must not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 41. We're going to be in verse 37 today. If this is your first time opening up a Bible, chapter 41, that's the big number. And verse 37 will be the small number. So we're in the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 37. Hear God's words. The proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. And he said to them, Can we find anyone like this? A man who has God's spirit in him. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the word of the Lord go richly within us. Let's pray and ask the Lord for help. Father, we need you now. Many of us, I'm tired. Lord, it's, it's been a long day, and we need your, your help in being attentive to your word and what your word says. Lord, we need your help because apart from you, we will not grow. Apart from your grace and apart from abiding in the vine, we will shrink in our faith. So we need you to be attentive to your word. We need you so we can grow, Lord. Mend us, bold, bend us to you and your word. Decenter us from our own hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Most of you guys know the life of Joseph. If you don't, um, quick summary of the life of Joseph. Joseph was hated by his brothers. Joseph was thrown into a pit. He was sold into slavery. He was, he became the master or the, the second command of a person's house. And then the wife seduced him and he ran and fleed. And then the wife accused him and then he went to prison. And then in prison, he, the warden really liked him. He became second of command there. And really up till this point, chapter 41, the life of Joseph has been a bit of a tragedy. I mean, he's, God's really blessed him, but He's been enslaved, he's been in prison, and up to this point, he's been forgotten. He interpreted two dreams, one from a chief baker, one from a chief cupbearer, one of them died, one of them became the chief guy next to the king, and Joseph's like, hey, don't forget me. Remember me, I didn't do anything wrong. And two years later, he's still in prison. And that's where we pick up in chapter 41. In chapter 41, two years later, the Pharaoh has two dreams. One about seven really healthy cows, and then seven sickly cows, and seven of these sickly cows eat seven of the healthy cows. And then there's like, like grain or barley or some, something like that, and there's like real healthy ones, and then there's real sick ones. And then the healthy ones eat the sick ones, and the Pharaoh wakes up and he's like, 
this is concerning. What is this all about? So he goes to all his wise men, to all his magicians. He's like, hey, someone interpret this dream for me. No one can do it. The cupbearer is like, hey, there's a guy who interpreted my dream. It was spot on. The other guy died. I lived. Exactly what happened. I, I feel bad because I forgot about him. Um, but let's go get him. He, he shakes his hair. He comes back. And he gives a proposal. He interprets the dream for Pharaoh. And he applies the situation and says, hey, we need to do this. We need to have the, the seven cows, the seven healthy ones that eat the unhealthy ones. That's seven years of, of wealth. We're going to have a lot of food. And then we're going to have seven years of starvation. What we need to do is, hey, in those seven years, we need to store up a fifth for our food. And then this way, in the seven years when there's famine, we can have things to feed people. And if you keep reading on the story after chapter 41, it actually turns out great. But as the proposal ends, that's what we're picking up in verse 37 with the proposal, please Pharaoh. So if you're taking notes today, we're going to have a short mangle or a mangle and two points. The mangle is that you would attentively receive the knowledge of God. The two reasons are because it causes the nations to acknowledge God. And the second one is because it produces wisdom. So attentively receive the knowledge of God. Why? Because, the na- because it causes the nations to acknowledge God and because it produces wisdom. We're going to get on to the text. We're going to read it again. Verse 37, if you have your Bibles, look down with me. The proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants, and he said to them, Can we find anyone like this, a man who has God's spirit in him? So why should we attentively receive the knowledge of God? Well, the first reason here is because Pharaoh, who's a Gentile, and all his servants acknowledge God because of it. Look, it says, if you look at the quote, Can we find anyone like this? A man who has God's spirit in him. Pharaoh sees the value of this man named Joseph and the wisdom he's displayed in this proposal. And he acknowledges God because of Joseph's wisdom. That's the first reason. We keep reading in verse 39. The second reason is because it produces wisdom. So Pharaoh said to Joseph... Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are. Now, if I can rephrase this sentence a little bit, or Pharaoh's phrase, Pharaoh's sentence to Joseph, it would be, there is no one as discerning and wise as you are because God has made all this known to you. That's kind of how the, the, the sense functions. It functions a little bit like a result. Um, it's kind of like, if I give you an illustration, it would kind of be like, hey, since I wanted to play basketball, I went to the gym. It, the second phrase, well, the first phrase is explaining the second phrase. So if we're thinking about this phrase, what we see is that the, God made all of this known to him. God made the interpretation known to him. And because of that, There is no one as discerning and wise as Joseph. Receiving knowledge from God is the first act. And the second act, or the result, is discernment and wisdom. That's kind of where the mango is coming from. The idea is that we want to be attentive when we receive the knowledge of God. Now, God used this. 
to rebuke me this morning as I was singing to the Lord and singing to one another. As we were singing the word of God together, um, I noticed myself just kind of drifting off and thinking about other things. And the Lord was rebuking me saying, Ross, you're, you're, you're singing the word. Be attentive to what God is saying to you right now. But this is, I know this for myself, and I'm pretty confident that this is true for you. There is more that you can get out of a Sunday than you know. If you were just more attentive to what God was saying to you. Now, I don't want you to feel overly guilty. Because, Lord willing, I'm about to have two kids. And it's hard to have two kids and try to listen to a sermon. So my encouragement is not, hey, you need to be perfect. I know there's a lot of mothers out there who, who can barely get anything out of the word on a Sunday morning. If they can catch one phrase or two phrases, that's a blessing. And I'm saying, that's great. Do more of that. Be just a little bit more attentive to God's word if you want to grow in wisdom and discernment. God is pouring out an overflow of grace and mercy through his word, through singing his word, through praying his word, through seeing his word in Lord's Supper, through, through singing, seeing, praying, seeing, preaching, and reading. God is doing so much with his word. And I'm here to say, be attentive to his word and you will grow in wisdom and discernment. Now I love how I, I purposely use the word attentively receive because all throughout Joseph's life and even in this situation Joseph gives the credit to God in the story in Genesis 41 when Pharaoh says come interpret this dream did I just say Moses? Oh, Joseph sorry did I, did I say Moses or Joseph? I said Joseph praise the Lord um, <laughs> When Pharaoh asked Joseph for the interpretation, Joseph said, I don't have the interpretation. I, God has the interpretation. And he actually pointed out to God. And he says, okay, Pharaoh's like, okay, then what's God's interpretation? And then he goes into it. And that's Joseph in the narrative acknowledging that God is the one who produced wisdom in him through the word of God, through the knowledge of God. You see that all throughout Joseph's life when he gains favor with all these, the prison guard. Um, it's because God chose and blessed him with favor. And hopefully that's an encouragement to you this morning. I know some of us may have listened to the morning message and felt discouraged our, at our lack of wisdom. And my encouragement to you today through this text is that God has made all this known to you. Is that your act in this is to receive the knowledge of God and to grow in wisdom. I want to point out one last phrase that's been a blessing for me this morning, going back to verse 37, and just thinking about the narrative and wisdom and attentively receiving, the proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. How glorious of a phrase that is. The proposal pleased Pharaoh and all his servants. Up to this point, the life of Joseph has been such a tragedy and now he's before the Pharaoh who can change his life and he gives the proposal of his life. He gives the, the shark, tank, shark Tank proposal of his life to try to get one of these sharks to get on, to try to get the Pharaoh to come on his side and support him. And I'm sure he's nervous. I'm sure he's unsure of how the Pharaoh is going to respond to his proposal and his interpretation. 
And to think that Pharaoh and his servant was pleased with him. Brothers and sisters, we probably don't realize this enough. But the fact of the matter is that having approval, being pleased by, or having others and having them be pleased with us, that is far more insignificant than the pleasing of our Lord Jesus and the King of the universe. This pleasing by Pharaoh that changed the life of Joseph and changed the trajectory of his life, that is far less than the fact that God is pleased with you. If you're not a Christian today, I have really bad news. God is not pleased with you. You have sinned against the holy God and God judges sinners. He's a good judge, he's a good king. But there's good news. The good news is that Jesus lived the life you should have lived and died on the cross for your sins. And on the third day he rose and if you would turn from your sins and turn to Jesus, you will be forgiven of your sins and you will be pleased by God. That's what the Christians in this room have to experience. We get the blessed joy of understanding and realizing that when we stand before a holy God, God is pleased with us. That's far more significant than, I mean, even in some ways, I'm, I'm preaching a message on wisdom. <laughs> so wisdom is significant. But in one sense, this has been the, the hardest hitting part of this text for me this week. Is thinking about the fact that God is pleased with me, even in my failure of wise decisions or wise counsel. We fail in that, don't we? Don't we fail to give good counsel sometimes? Don't we fail to do the wisest choice? And that can be debilitating. Yet there was one man who never failed, who was always full of spirit, who was always attentive to the word of God, who was the most discerning and the most wise, yet that man was not pleased, that God was not pleased with that man. Yet that man hung on a cross in darkness and said, why, why have you forsaken me? Jesus hung on the cross displeased by God so that in our failures we are pleased by God. In our failures so attentively, even now be attentive to God's word, God is pleased with us because Christ was seen as wicked. So brothers and sisters, let us attentively receive the word of God. Why? Because it pleases God. Why? Because it causes the nations to acknowledge God. And why? Because it produces wisdom. Let's pray. Father, we come before you empty-handed, knowing that there is no ounce of good that we can do to win your favor. 
Lord, thank you for Christ. His payment was paid in full and that we were declared righteous because of Christ. Lord, help us to be attentive to your word. Even as we share takeaways, let us be attentive to receive the knowledge of God through one another. In Jesus' name, amen.